Indifferent, suffering, and sensitive to joy. All of life is reduced to the common rubble of banality, war, death. All the same to you as bottles of beer. And the daily business of life is a corrupt company. Showtime! Only smile will be his 
Good evening, ladies and gentlemen of the radio audience. Very auspicious beginning. Sure, talk show. Make sure you have the record player on at night. The, 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 the make sure the kids hear words. Play the radio. Make sure the television. The, excuse me. Make sure you have the record player on at night. The, the, the phone. Make sure the kids hear words. Play the radio. Make sure the television. The, excuse me. Make sure you have the record player on at night. The, the, the phone. Make sure the kids hear words. Play the radio. Make sure the television. The, excuse me. Make sure you have the record player on at night. The, the, the phone. Make sure the kids hear words. Play the radio. Make sure the television. The, excuse me. Make sure you have the record player on at night. The, the, the phone. Make sure the kids hear words. Play the radio. What do you want? W F M U. I uh. <laughs> no, no. This is the houndnyc.com, and this is Chris T. Here on a very, uh, very odd, very strange, very bizarre evening in uh, February of twenty twenty. If I am getting the year correct, let me just double check. Let me check this calendar on the wall. Yes, it is. Indeed, 2020. And uh, as if we don't have enough on our plates and enough to worry about, all of us who are just trying to survive, get through the day-to-day that is the insanity that is the United States in the year 2020 because truly we've all gone mad that's really the only explanation for what's going on out there so on top of that huge shit sandwich we now have a serving of a pandemic that threatens to pull down the world economy I was reading the Paul Krugman newsletter today, only to find out that things are bad. This could get bad. Bring down the world economy. Coronavirus. want them to play that on an endless loop if the coronavirus pulls me down. Somehow I end up with it. They're not telling you. They're not telling you who's dying from this thing and why. Like... So then you start thinking, hey, could that be me? Is this thing going to bring me down? Not now. Not when I'm navigating so much else. How could it be? No. global supply chain interrupted just completely interrupted things getting all fucked up stock market nose diving <laughs> and you hear the bitter laugh the bitter laugh of death 
getting people in its icy grip. You find out the president said, oh, those 14 people on that plane that tested positive for coronavirus, let them enter the United States. So what? Everything's fine. Everything's going to be fine. It's fine. Everything's fine. Everything's fine. Everything doesn't feel fine. Everything feels fucked up. Vladimir Putin's behind it all. Fucking everything up. It's fucking everything up. Fucking shit up. Chaos is our candidate. That's what they say. Chaos is our candidate. And not the chaos that I grew up with on uh, Get Smart. No, no. The actual chaos. It's, it's just beyond the beyond out there. For happiness. I don't know. I don't know if I'm ready for happiness. Am I ready after all these years finally for some happiness? You know, we just came back from San Diego. By the way, this is Aerial View on live on thehoundnyc.com. I am Chris T. And I was on vacation until recently. Now I'm back. Vacation's over. Time to get to it. Get down to business. Get down to some brass tacks! I don't even know. Do I have any brass tacks? I'm sure I do. Somewhere. The number here is 760-422-5528. 760-I-CALL-AV. That number's in Palm Springs. I I am not in Palm Springs myself. My phone number is... I'm working on a script where a DJ, talk show host, changes places with his own area code. Oh, that sounds great, doesn't it? Just one of the many great ideas I have every day. I had several great ideas today. I wrote them down somewhere. Where's my great ideas pad? Hang on. 760-I-CALL-AV, 760-422-5528. We were in San Diego visiting with friends. Some I haven't seen in many, many years. One, Billy, Billy Camerer, who, uh... I've known since I was 13. First learning to play guitar, we had a band, Cobra. Oh, God, it was awful. I have a tape somewhere of the band playing the hits of 1977 and 78. Oh, boy. I played for you, but you've all suffered enough already. Every day, every day, I look... Things pop up on my phone. The news pops up, and I look at it, and I go, Oh, oh, God. And the world seems like it's simultaneously on fire and, and freezing. I don't know how to explain it. But uh, the slogan of San Diego, this is in the airport, as you walk through the, for some reason, the Lindbergh Airport. I, I, I thought Charles Lindbergh was a, 
an East Coast guy, you know? And, uh, you know, in that book, The Plot Against America, which HBO's turning into a show, right? The Philip Roth book about Lindbergh, alternate history, history where Lindbergh becomes a populist nationalist president, proceeds to fuck up America. Kind of like what's happening now, which is why HBO's doing the show, of course. It's a, you know, parable or whatever. But, man, things do feel crazy. Are, are they any crazier than they have been for many, many years? Because, you know, you, you'll always find people who say, you think this is crazy. 1945, that was crazy. And you're like, okay, this is still pretty crazy, what's happening right now. You think this is bad? We've lived through worse. 1969. Or whatever, whatever year they throw at you, or whatever decade or era. Era? But they want to tell you, they want to communicate that this, we've been through, we, America, we've been through some bad stuff before. We'll, we'll get through this too. Because we're America. We're great. And, uh, you want to say to those people, listen, great, this feels different. This feels, this feels more dire than that even. This feels like democracy going down the toilet. Democracy, the great experiment of my, my people, the Greeks. Democracy. A representative democracy, a republic. Going in the toilet. And you look at it and you think, oh, well, people are willing to sacrifice a lot if the economy is good. But what happens? If China destroys our economy, destroys theirs and ours, they're so intimately linked because so many years ago, and Ronald Reagan began the process so many years ago, it all became about the bottom line, finding the lowest possible wage you could pay to people and moving the production there, never lowering the cost of your products. Of course, why would you? Just because they cost less to make doesn't mean that savings gets passed along to the consumer. That would be crazy. Why would you do that? You just make the shit where it's cheap, where life is cheap. And people think $3 a day is a ransom. And you just keep just keep replicating that process. If uh, the labor becomes too expensive in Japan, why, well... The Philippines is there. Vietnam is there. China is there. Just go where the labor is cheap. Move all of the supply chain there as well. Now back when SARS and MERS or Mars and SIRS or whatever took place in 2003, the Chinese were involved in about 7% of our economy. It's now 24, 25% of our economy. They're wrapped up in a, in a big way. So disruption in the global supply chain, people staying home from work in China, it's going to ripple, ripple effect, and it's going to ripple here. It already has. It's Wall Street fucks. All they care about is, am I making money? Am I making money? No! And then they start pulling out of the market. 
in this pandemic, which is what this thing is. There's an official name for this, by the way. Apparently, coronavirus is like the unofficial name. C-O-V-I-D-T-V-C-1-5 something. I don't know. I don't remember it. But this is just like someone handed you a shit sandwich and then pissed on it and said, there you go. How's that? And you're like, no. No, thank you. Not hungry. So San Diego. Oh, it was like a paradise. In a lot of ways. Some other ways. I'm not blind to the faults of a place. I am not... uh, I'm not uh, naive about the costs of a place. Uh, But San Diego was like a paradise. Just walking around out in the sunshine and the fresh air and walking downtown and walking in the park and it was nice it was a sojourn of ours it was a respite if you will from the shit that is now modern american life and not for everybody not everybody is you know experiencing the same reality Right? We're a, a, a mobile, upwardly mobile society, supposedly. So people who maybe have moved up, not feeling the same jitters, not feeling the same like, oh, oh, crap. Where is this thing going to head? How are we going to? I hope they come up with a vaccine. So, you know, this seems to me more end times than other times. You add climate change into the mix. I would put our end times up against your end times anytime. Our end times would win. Something tells me. Aerial View live on a Tuesday night because I can't be here on Friday. So Friday, this show will replay and I'll be saying this all over again. So I'm sort of reversing things this week and I... Last Friday, there was an Aerial View archive from the year previous, and, and Phil didn't know. So Phil kept trying to call during a show that was a year old, and I, I thought I labeled it Phil, but hey, no one's perfect. Uh, I wanted to do some recording out in San Diego. I actually did do some recording with my phone. I, I really had a moment of panic today about sharing the recording I did because the recording was like we're in Balboa Park and I have to go piss right so I I go find the public restroom and I enter and it sounds like an animal has escaped the zoo and is in the stall because there are these horrid guttural sounds coming out of the stall someone is in there and they're like And I'm like, what the fuck is that? So I I grab my phone and I start recording. Because it just sounds so amazing with the with the natural reverb of the tile and the concrete and the and the steel and the bathroom. Oh, it sounded great. The noises that were coming out of there. And I, I really did for a moment. I'm not just saying this. For a moment, I thought some animal had escaped the San Diego Zoo and was somehow trapped in this stall and I thought I should get closer (laughs) and I crept a little closer and I 
recorded more and it sounded even better close up. going on in that stall and I, I, I quickly uh, determined I should probably leave before this thing comes out of the stall. I don't want to be caught flat-footed with my phone in my hand recording. So I start to back out and I realize now I got to wash my hands. So I stick the phone in my back pocket. I wash my hands. There's no paper towels. It's just one of those blowers. I'm not turning on the blower. An alert, what is it, what, what's ever in that stall? Making those sound. <laughs> so I step outside of the, uh, the bathroom and I wipe my hands on my pants and I realize I have a bandana in my left pocket and I grab it, dry my hands off and I kind of nonchalantly stroll to the corner and See Sweet Tea coming up the side street, and I got one eye on the bathroom door because I want to see who is this? What is this? What's going to emerge from that bathroom? And I'm waiting and I'm waiting, and Sweet Tea's getting closer and closer, and I keep the other eye on the bathroom door, and it, finally a figure emerges, and it's some tall hiker-looking dude with a backpack and hat pulled down low, and quickly stepping away from the bathroom and I just want to follow this guy and like are you in pain do you have uh, do you have some kind of disorder why were you making those sounds in there but then I was thinking uh, you know maybe maybe he's like a werewolf or something this guy's about to transform I don't want to be here so I back off and I meet Sweet Tea at the corner and I'm like, oh my God, I tell her the whole story. And so this morning I'm, I'm thinking, uh, do I play that thing on the air? Do I play the recording from my phone? I mean, it, it seemed like an intrusion when I thought about it. It seemed like it would be wrong somehow. Play that surreptitious recording, even though there's nothing identifying about it Nobody knows who this person was. Saw him once. We'll never see him again. Doesn't matter. Still felt bad about it. Didn't want to play it for you. So, forgive me. I, I acted it out. Forgive me. Felt that was the best way to... But I, I do feel uh, that that was a fairly accurate rendition I gave you. Of what it sounded like in that bathroom in Balboa Park, which, uh, oh, again, San Diego, happiness is calling, indeed. What a lovely place. And uh, I'm going to do something completely spontaneous, but yet a little planned all at the same time right now. I'm going to call our friend uh, Cato out in San Diego and see uh, if there's any chance that she's able to answer the phone. Cato has called into this program before, and uh, so I am going to call her now and just see if she picks up. This is, this is, it could be a disaster, but it could also be not a disaster. Let's see. It's going to go into voicemail. Somebody tell me. Wait. 
Hello, this is Cato. Hey, Cato, it's Chris T. Hi, Chris. Are you able to talk for a moment? Uh, for a moment, yes, moment. I am. Okay. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm doing my uh, aerial view show. You're, you're live on the air, sort of. It's on the internet, but we still say on oh. the air. Okay. Do you mind? No, I don't mind. I no. just I just wanted to ask what you thought about the coronavirus or what you think about it. I think that it's getting a little scary because they're putting the word out there that that we're not doing enough to isolate it. So um, what do I think about it? If it hits Ramona, I'm staying home. Stay home in Ramona. Yeah. That's right. I'm staying home in Ramona and drinking tequila. That sounds like a good uh, way to inoculate yourself, potentially. <laughs> to kill the tequila. That's yeah, right. The tequila to, uh, to kill the corona. But I don't know. I think it's. I think it's. Um, I don't think we're getting enough news on it. I think. I think we should be very cautious about it. I think it's. Um, kind of nasty. Yeah, I don't yeah. want that. Jeez, I hope you I don't. What you didn't catch it when you were out in California, did you? Uh, what I know, I think it, it could lay dormant for days. You know, I could, I could have, I could have it and be transmitting it to other people as we speak. Who knows? That that could happen. It's yeah. yeah, and then you could get it and then never actually get it and just transmit it to other people. You could be a carrier too. You could be a carrier, and that's yeah. what we're going to find out next. This is yeah. going to be like The Walking Dead. Oh my God, it's going to be amazing. It could be. Yeah. Hey, we've dodged many bullets before. What makes me think we can't dodge this bullet? Oh, yeah, the current leadership. That's right. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah. That could happen. You know what, though? Maybe to stop spreading, we really should put that wall up, too. Oh, man. Is that what's doing it? Is that what's causing it to spread? The, or, well, I no, I know. Maybe we need to build it higher, because I think that the virus has... It, it only is it floats in the air like 100 feet or lower. Oh, so we need like a hundred foot fence or more? Yeah. Okay. High. Uh huh. A hundred feet high. Damn, that's gonna be a high fence. Good luck with that. Yeah. They can't build the fifty the foot around. fence now. Maybe all we need to put one between us and Canada too. That's a lot of work for a lot of fence builders. So uh, that's good. That is. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good idea. I like that idea. Well, how's everything I else out there in Ramona, by the way? Well, things is good. Today is uh, our friend Jen's birthday, so we were just at the liquor store putting together a little package for her for her birthday, and then we're going to go to her party because then it's it's a uh, Fat Tuesday. Oh, that's right. Is today yeah. Fat Tuesday? Yeah. And then so today yeah. is Mardi Gras, and then tomorrow is Lent, the beginning of Lent. Yeah. Were you raised uh, Catholic? I don't, I don't even know. Uh, pr- uh, Protestant? Uh, what? Uh, Who we, me? Yeah. No, I'm just I'm just a good person. That's all. No, I mean, how were you raised? I'm I'm saying like uh, oh Lutheran. Lutheran. Okay, that makes sense. Lutheran. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Luther. If 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 even I was raised that, that's just the church that we went to. But then I used to skip out and go to the soda fountain and. Um, pretend I was drinking whiskey. Well, say happy birthday to Jen. And by the way, we were in San Diego last Wednesday for Cato's birthday, which uh, was absolutely epic. One of the better birthday parties I've ever been to. It might be the, of, the best birthday one party. One of my best birthdays. It yeah. was one of my best birthdays, for sure. You and I hadn't seen yeah. each other in 26 years in person. So there was that. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, you hadn't met my wife, obviously. 
I hadn't met Murray. And I hadn't met any of your friends. But by the end of the night, in the Red Fox, we were all the best of friends. Yeah, Yeah. and we had the whole bar. It was beautiful. That's what I've always loved about Cato. What I always loved about you is, you, you know, you can gather people around you. You're like... You're like the spoke of a wheel, you know, the, the hub of a wheel, and people gather around you, and they want to be around Cato, and then they become friends, and Cato makes sure they become friends. She doesn't... Thank uh, you. I've been, yeah. I've been told I'm a connector. I would say that. That's a good word, a connector. Yeah. Connector? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, we were at the Lafayette Hotel and Swim Club there in uh, North Park, San Diego, and having a good time. Designed by Tarzan. Johnny Weissmuller? He designed that place? Oh, he designed the pool. Yeah, it's got a beautiful, what they call Olympic size swimming pool. And uh, so. Heated. Yeah, it's heated. And we we got a little uh, room off of the pool or two rooms. And then we found the cabana and we took over the cabana. And I dragged. I I dragged a. I dragged a floor lamp from your room and plugged it in out there. And that was and we had food and booze and balloons. But then Jackie Jackie who was wearing the most amazing dress uh with silver skulls on on black fabric, she says we got to go to the Red Fox and I'm like I'm like we're having a really good time here. Why do we why do we want to go down there? And she's like if you haven't seen the Red Fox we got to go. They're going to close it. Let's go. Let's go to the bar. Let's get some food. And I'm like, all right, sure. Yeah. And next thing you yeah. know, everybody is departing the cabana, going down to the Red Fox. We took over the bar. We had we had your birthday party just took over the whole bar. And then I was requesting suspicious minds from the, the guys on the piano and whatever the hell the other guy hey, was playing. Yeah. And the piano guys, they were all smiley. They were very smiley were, because the place was full. We took the whole party down there on a Wednesday yeah. night. You know, they would it have been down there. Good. They would have been down there playing for two people. We took a we took a whole dozen people down there. And did you Uber home? No, uh, I believe we drove home and oh, uh, got uh-huh. got home successfully. The streets are very wide in San Diego. One thing I discovered yeah. is there's there's a lot of margin of error. You know, and. Uh, you go slow and you get home. That's all. And you, yeah, yeah, because yeah, it's a good city. But uh, he, you want to ask Murray what he thinks of the coronavirus? I would love to. Sure. All right, all right. I'm going to pass the phone over. Uh, yeah, this is Murray out in Ramona. Oh, how are you doing? I can't complain. How are things uh, by you? I mean, I could complain, and I've spent the last 32 <laughs> minutes complaining. So, uh, well, that's that's good. I've been I've been by, I've been sequestered by myself all day, so complaining is high on my list of things to do. Well, so what are your complaints? Are you complaining about the coronavirus, like I am? Because I'm like, oh, finally, this is how the Chinese are going to take us down with with a with a no, snake no, virus. No, that's not how they're going to take us down. They could just carry a stick and a rock and just tell them to go, and we we have nothing to stop that. Oh, I hope I hope we have something. I hope I hope they're working on something right now. How are you, Murray? Things good? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. We just stopped at the liquor store to get a birthday present for our friend. Yeah, right. And uh, I think I sold one of my Toyota trucks while I was sitting here. Oh, that's true. You had two Toyota trucks. Yeah. Did you sell the one that we rode in or the other one? The other one. The other one. Okay. 
We rode in one of the Toyota trucks. Yeah. Uh, cream puff and cream pie. So you rode in cream pie. Cream puff is going to get sold. All right. Good deal. So and how you was sold, your San Diego uh, trip overall? Uh, we were incredibly uh, happy while we were in San Diego. We, we had a really wonderful time. We saw you guys. We saw our friends uh, EJ and Darby up in Redondo Beach. We saw my friend Billy, I mentioned earlier, up in uh, Vista, California. We went all over. We saw all kinds of people, mostly uh, Richard and Catherine. There well, in uh, La Mesa. You have people spread all over. Good because there's good driving in between all those places and up and down the mountains. It's quite exciting. Well, listen, we we had a good time and we'll be out there before you know it. We'll be out there again. Okay. Well, yeah. You, you have a you have a place to plop your head. We'll set up a set up a bed inside or a tent outside and uh, make a big meal. Cause I cook, you know. I did not know that. Well, we'll have to find out next time we're there. Yeah. There you go. Well, now I wanted to ask you about the coronavirus, Murray, because that's what Cato said I should do. Ask Murray, she said, about the coronavirus. So, well, there's, there's, it's, it's not killing any more people than the last flu. Okay. But, Optimistic but spin. That, yes. That being said, we don't know. We don't know. You know. Like, it's been in the news so long now, you can't tell what's news and what's conspiracy theory. Well, that's true. But let me ask you this question. Exotic animals. What's the most exotic animal you've ever eaten, Murray? Like, would you uh, would you eat a snake or a bat? I wouldn't eat a bat. Okay. And, uh, I've tried snake, and that seems kind of pointless. It's sort of like a... Sort of, sort of not up my thing. Yeah. But uh, I've eaten insects and, and and wild, you know, wild mammals from North America and stuff like that. I've eaten kangaroo. Kangaroo. Wow. Hmm. Did it make you hoppy? <laughs> I was very hoppy. It's actually really hard to cook. Hey, speaking of pockets, I got some breaking news. The Hot Pockets heiress has been sentenced. She's getting prison time after paying bribes in the college admissions scam. That from the U.S. Attorney's Office. Oh. So Michelle John Janavas, Janavs gets prison time. I wonder how much prison time they're going to give to the Hot Pocket lady. She made her yeah. fortune... Or she inherited money from the Hot Pockets guy because she's an heiress. So what does that mean, Murray? Well, that, that means uh, they don't seem to really care. Anyone who anyone who uh, didn't plea out is, is going to get hammered hard. Felicity Huffman got off because she just went, yep, I'll take my, I'll take my whipping. But right. Another actress lady who... Uh, who Who's fighting it? It's not going to go well. Well, this one is gonna. Uh, this uh, apparently, the, this woman who in uh, whose family invented hot pockets, she paid some guy named Rick Singer a hundred thousand dollars to cheat on two of her daughter's ACTs, and gave him another, or agreed to give him another two hundred thousand dollars to have one of her daughters admitted to the University of Southern California 
as a, quote, fake beach volleyball recruit, unquote. So 49 years old, uh, one of four defendants who are, quote, far and away the most culpable parents, unquote, in the admission scandal. So she's going to have to pay a $250,000 fine and serve two years of supervised release after prison. But how long is she going to prison for? They haven't told us yet, Murray. Well, if we she's don't going know. For her M- if she's going for her MBA, she should spend four years in prison. If it's just her bachelor's, then two. <laughs> Uh wow. Well, I can't wait to find out what they're gonna what they're gonna give the Hot Pockets heiress. You think she'll be able to get Hot Pockets in prison with just a word? You know, what if all the prison? What if she becomes like the you know the queen boss of the prison because she has all the Hot Pockets that people could possibly want? That's right. Hey, I hear you're the Hot Pockets lady. I want two yeah. hot pockets. <laughs> Who knows? Uh, it was Who nice. Knows? It was nice to meet you out in Ramona, Murray. I hope we get to spend some more time together. And uh, thanks shall. for thanks for touring us around the place in the Toyota. No, we didn't tour. We didn't tour much, but well, we did some interesting stuff together. Next, yeah, we next did. Time we'll, we'll have a. We'll know exactly what you want to do. We got we got the feel for Ramona. So there you go. Okay, I'm going to start driving. Here's Cato. Thank, thank you, Murray. Okay. Yes. Wow. Well, I'm glad that we're able to talk all the way across the country like this, and I'm sorry to have surprised you with this phone call, but now I'm kind of glad. That's okay. That I think I it came up with a California number, and normally I don't answer if, it's, if I don't know it, or sometimes it's my boyfriend calling. His name is Scam Likely. Scam Likely? Good name. Yeah. Uh, easy yeah. name to remember. Um, yep. No, that that is my Google phone number. It's in Palm Springs. So okay, yeah. Now if yeah, you see that, that number that's again, California. That's right. Just put store that one in your phone as uh, aerial view. And, okay. Wow. Yeah, and uh, uh, Palm Springs is a nice place too, huh? Oh, we uh, we went there. Yeah, we we were there a few years back. We really enjoyed it. That's where I began mm-hmm. wet shaving again. Was Palm Springs where I bought. My old-fashioned razor that I use currently, safety razor, and uh, I bought a shaving brush and started shaving the way I did when I first started shaving. And, there you uh, go. Yeah. it's uh, For me, it's better. It's just a little time Good. I get to spend in the morning. Oh, man. Cato, it's really, uh, I'm really sorry we didn't uh, talk for so many years. I don't know why, but I'm glad we're talking now. I'm glad we and, are, too. And I yeah. hope you don't mind if I just call you out of the blue every once in a while. You most certainly can call me out of the blue, and I'll lock this number in, so I'll be sure to answer. Okay. And I'm going to go home and shave my legs, because I'm going to wear a dress tonight. Well, happy birthday, Jen, once again. So tell her we All said right. happy birthday. All right. All right. Bye-bye. Okay, Chris. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Oh, we got some time left in the program, and I had some other things I wanted to get to besides the pandemic. Oh, God. Please, just don't don't let there be a panic. Oh, God. I was going to give you an upside-down update, which is really just the breaking news more than anything else, or just things in the news. 
Like this one, I haven't even seen this one, but I gotta see this one. I'm drawn to this one. You could still call 760-422-5528. This just in. After Trump mocks a seawall in New York, plan is abruptly shelved. It's ironic because they were going to build a shelf. They shelved. They shelved the shelf. It's not easy to do. Probably painful. Oh, man. Here, I got to... All right, I'm just going to read this to you. This is from 5.51 p.m., so it's, you know, it's almost an hour old. You might have heard this already. Maybe you didn't even see this story. Does it matter, ultimately? No. The Trump administration has unexpectedly halted a project to protect the New York City region from flooding during dangerous storms like Hurricane Sandy, a decision that came six weeks after President Trump took to Twitter to ridicule the study's most expensive proposal, a giant seawall that could have cost billions of dollars. The Army Corps of Engineers' announcement that the project was, quote, indefinitely postponed, surprised some of its own officials and local politicians and advocates said the decision was stunning at a time when climate change is threatening New York's future with intensifying storms. In a statement, the Army Corps New York office said only that the study was suspended because it did not receive funding in the agency's work plan for 2020. Officials there refused to comment on whether they believe that Mr. Trump had influenced the decision. But a senior administration official said the project was shelved because it was too expensive and unfocused. Oy. While Mr. Trump cannot single-handedly cancel a core project, the funding is allocated by Congress and its work plan is determined jointly by core officials, the Department of Defense, and the White House Office of Management and Budget. The unusual suspension of an ongoing project quickly led to speculation that politics had played a role. Ooh. Hmm. Mr. Trump's tweet in January criticized one of the five possible proposals to reduce storm flooding along New York Harbor and its rivers, a sea barrier with tractable gates that would stretch from New Jersey to Queens. He called the option foolish the day after it was reported. And he overstated the barrier's cost. He said it was $200 billion, but the estimated cost was actually $119 billion, later revised to $62 billion. And he advised New Yorkers to get, quote, mops and buckets ready, unquote. Oh, I can't read anymore. It's just... Ay. When... When will it be over? That's what I want to know. That's what I wonder. You know, I, I, I was... I, I was at this job where I was stuck in this bad work relationship. That's all I'll say. Uh, and every day I would wonder to myself, when will this be over? I didn't know how it would be over. I didn't know why it would be over. I didn't know what the effects of it being over would be. Still, I ask myself that question, when will this be over? Maybe you're asking yourself that question about this very program right now. Well, I have another 15 minutes to kill here. 
You can either help me do it or get out of the way. So if you want to help, 760-I-CALL-AV, 760-422-5528. And if you don't want to help, just, just get out of the way. We were talking to Cato uh, and Murray earlier, who we saw while we were out in San Diego. We saw a whole bunch of folks. That was one of the points. Uh, that might have been the main point of the trip, was to go and visit with people, not just the place, the people. And I was, I was, I started talking earlier about Billy and I, Billy Kay. And, you know, I've had him on Aerial View. I had him on years ago. Uh, and we talked all about this band that we had together back when I was 13, 14. He was like the same age. And he said, uh, Oh man, I wish I had some tape of that. And I was like, "Wait, I, I, I have some tape of that. I thought I played it actually when he was on the program, but maybe I didn't. But I offered to send it to him, and uh, he's like, "Oh yeah, I can't wait to hear that." I'm like, "No, you could wait. Believe me, it's it's it's. I wish it was." Which was great, but it's not. It's terrible. <sighs> but it is history, so I'm glad that I have it. I don't even know how I managed to find this all the all those years ago. To be honest with you, I'm not sure I, how I stumbled across the cassette, but I did. Oh yeah, here it is. Oh the wait. Those are pictures. Yep, already got the pictures. Nope. Was looking for the audio. Maybe I don't. Maybe I just remembered it wrong. Maybe I was like, oh, yeah. I got a tape of that. Maybe I imagined a tape. Could that be? No. Can't be, can it? I must have it somewhere. Hey, can you tell I'm stalling for time? Oh, man. Let's see. Yeah. Nope. The stalling didn't help. Can't find it. I might have imagined it. Oh, no. Wait a minute. I didn't. Here it is. Let me copy this. And then go over here. And then do this. Here we go. This is going to be real fast. We're almost there. Oh, gee. If this works, this will be great. Live radio. This is, this is live. Yeah, this is Cobra. Here you go. This is for Billy. You know, I, I, now that I know how I could clean this up, I am going to clean this up. Here's the, this is going to be the before. And then give me a week, and I'll have the after. You won't believe it. What I'm going to do to this with the buzz. Listen to that buzz. Listen to how muffled everything is. 
Oh, here comes an actual song. What song was that supposed to be? Oh, dear God. Oddly compelled to listen to the rest of it. Oh, it only feels like torture. It's not really torture. Oh, I gotta clean this up. That's what I, I'm gonna do. Because it's bad. Oh, that's bad. just doesn't stop. Wow. Impressive. Hmm. Chris T. here on Aerial View on the HoundMYC.com, where uh, every Sunday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, you can hear a new hound howl. And uh, quickly followed by Crashing the Party with Mark and Miriam, your doo-wop chop shop of the air at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, only here on the HoundNYC.com. And then, Vintage Hound Shows, playing otherwise, and replays of Crashing the Party. And this show replays usually on Tuesday, but here it is Tuesday, and it's live. How can that be? Well, we got somewhere to be on Friday, see? Going to the ballet, you, f- you Philistines. So I'm going to have to replay this show on Friday. That's what's going to happen. Oh, man. Can't wait to clean up that Cobra. See what I can do with my isotope. I'm rubbing my hands together. Get some of that isotope RX on there. You know, uh, clean it up. Next week, oh, my God. Next week, it'll sound like Rush. Wait till you hear it. It'll sound like, you'll think it's Steve Miller. You think it it was actually Steve Miller. Not just 14-year-old boys trying to play Steve Miller. Uh, Sometimes I'm really glad I tape things, you know. And other times, like this time, (laughs) no, I'm actually, I'm glad. I'm glad I usually had a tape recorder when I was a kid. Kind of led to this, to this whole thing. This thing I'm doing now, this talk show here on the internet, live for another Oh, five minutes or so. And then I'm going to figure out how to get the fuck out of here. That's what I'm going to do. Get out of your hair. 
This is the one hour of my week I can indulge myself. That's what I'm doing here. In case you're wondering, what 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 is he doing there? I actually had a question for the show. I forgot to ask it earlier, but maybe if someone wants to answer this in the next five minutes. I want to know where you've moved to. How far you've moved. When you heard happiness calling. Did you ever hear happiness calling? Have you ever heard it calling? That's what I want to ask. Maybe that's what I should call this segment of the show where I call people at random. Because, you know, you can't call me. I can call you. Like uh, Apex Tech. We can't call you. You have to call us. Or else. I'm not sure they added an or else. But. Uh, I'm gonna. Sh- I'm just going to dial one of these numbers at random. See what happens. Life is random. Why wouldn't this show be random? Why call me Marlon Rando. If you like. So let's see. See what happens if I do this. Hey, Phil. I was calling to apologize. Last (laughs) week you were calling a show that was a replay of an old show. Yeah, I know. You you called to to rub it in and to mock me. (laughs) Why were you... What was compelling you to call in to a year old show? Was it the... Well, because I had no idea it was a year old. No, but I mean, what did you hear that you wanted to call in about? I guess... You just, you weren't talking politics. You were you were mentioning things that I wanted to, that I felt the the desire to chime in on. I can't even remember. It was like every time I called, I would hear something else you'd say, and I'm like, oh, I can comment on that and that and that. I better really focus. Wow. <laughs> well, I'm glad I got through because I had a few questions for you beyond uh, any potential mockery about calling an old show. But oh, sure. I could understand. It's you know, look, I mean, I it wasn't like I put. Something in there every few minutes saying, this is a vintage aerial view. This is an aerial view archive. Please Something like that. Call. Please do not this call. This is a repeat. Yeah. The show is yeah. not live. No, I, but this show is not live. Yeah. You're not obligated to do that sort of professional thing with a podcast My, uh, yeah. broadcast. Yeah. My questions for you consist of, A, how you feeling yeah. about the coronavirus? Uh, how am I feeling? I don't think that the human species is threatened. Really? Okay. Well, well, I mean, in, individuals are. Yeah. But, uh, as a species, oh, we're doing fine. Okay, we fine. have. We, we should be okay <laughs> as a species. We might lose a few. How many? You think? Oh, I, I, I have no idea. But you know right. what? Considering the Black Plague didn't kill us off, I don't think this is going to do it. You know what saved us from the Black Black Death? Don't you? I can't remember. I think I'm going to recognize it when you say it, though. Well, it was Cats, not the musical or the horrible film that people are going to see as a joke. Getting high, you kids, with the getting high and the going to the movies. Right. Not those cats. cats. But before cats were cats uh, burned in piles, they were thought of as mediums of witches, so cats were eradicated. And then when they realized the cats were eating, the rats and the yeah. fleas were dying that the plague wasn't getting spread because it was the fleas 
on the rats that was spreading the Black Death. So yeah. when they stopped burning all the cats and killing all the cats, <laughs> they were saved from the Black Death. So here's wow. to cats, not the musical or That's the film. Definitely. Have you seen the well, film? I, no, I will not see the film. All right, well, probably, no, I think, probably missing I out. I mentioned. I thought I mentioned that on one show. It was like, like absolutely the least thing I would want to see. That's the number one on the things I don't want to see this year. Is cats. Okay, got it. I'm going to note it. This time I'll write it down. I won't even ask you ever again. Now, we all know that you moved pretty far because my other question was where have you moved to? And you moved, you were Phil from Belleville, New Jersey, and you moved to uh, someplace before you moved to Oregon, didn't you? California? San Mateo. San Mateo, California, right near San Francisco. You were outside of San Francisco uh, in San Mateo. Yeah. Sounds like one of those gateways to, you know, the wine country, that kind of thing. Not really. No? No, it's the, it's the opposite direction. All right. Wine country north, Marin County. Okay, so the ga- gateway to the Monterey Peninsula over there on the yeah. way to San Jose. Well, I, I, the, the, actually, I think they call it the San Francisco Peninsula. Okay. San- Monterey, is, Monterey is south of there, and then there's more wine country down there. I got it. I'm getting a mental picture. We're almost out yeah. of road. So, um, what did you think of making that long move? Like, how how difficult was it for you, Phil, to to uh, do all the mental gymnastics around the idea of, of moving? But you said we're almost out of road. Am I yeah. in the air or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you're on the show. <laughs> we're doing the show right now. What I, I, thought I, I, I thought I thought I exp- I thought I explained that. You totally got your radio voice on, on, and I'm like, boy, if I ever see him in real life, it's just going to be like being on the radio. He's got his yeah. radio voice on. No, that's yeah, yeah that's how I'm I talk, kind of. Yeah. I'm going to sue you now, man. Well, there's, nah, for what? What are, what are you going to get, Phil? Come on. You put, me on the, you put me on the air, sort of. No, I, I mentioned that we were on live, Phil. Phil, did I mention we're out of road? I got to say goodbye. Thank you, Phil. So appreciate. Why am I appreciating things? I called him. That's not how it's done. So, hey, thanks for listening. Uh, we're gonna, we are gonna hit the wall here in just a few. And uh, thanks again to Cato for letting me intrude, and to Phil for that whole thing that just took place right there. And uh, happiness can it be bought in a pill? Do, I don't know if we answered the question. Happiness can it be bought in the form of a pill? Happiness is just around the corner. Cause I know any day now He's gonna smile at me and say hello You look into my eyes and then he'll know Just how bad I wanna love him so Oh yeah, yeah A happiness is just around the corner Just a few short steps